Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 98 of the Church Leadership Podcast. We are so thrilled that you are on this journey with us, inching closer to episode 100. If you're new to our podcast, welcome along. We welcome you to our show. And if uh, you haven't listened to the other episodes, certainly go back and catch up. Binge listen or binge watch if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, while you're at it, we invite you to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, even hit the little bell. You'll be notified every time a new episode airs. And while you're at it, hit the thumbs up. That really does help us. And uh, if you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app, hit the subscribe button there as well. And we appreciate it. We don't want you to miss a single episode because we believe that all of them uh, are encouraging and equipping you to lead in the local church. And so we are pumped about today's episode, Andy. Today's episode is a great one. I cannot wait to to jump into the subject matter we're going to be talking about today. I'm not going to give away too much, uh, but I will tell you this. You will I remember from a couple of previous episodes, our guest today has been a very popular guest on the podcast, our friend Joel Mom. Uh, Joel's from Texas, and man, he he just uh, is a renaissance guy. He's a, a pastor, a author, a speaker, adventurer, and uh, we're just, we're just, gl- and he is a fellow podcaster, so uh, we'll, right. we'll plug uh, his podcast with his dad and tell you a little bit about what he's doing and some of the stuff you might be interested in checking out, but Joel, thanks for coming back and joining us on the podcast again. Yeah, I love being with you guys all the time, so glad- thanks for inviting me. Yeah, man, we're excited about, uh, about the subject matter and the questions we're going to talk about. We're glad you're back on, and uh, so we're going to dive right in, Joel. Um, listen, there are... <laughs> And Andy and I have encountered it. I know you have. There are so many people leading from, from on the edge, I would say, the edge of all kinds of things. But, you know, they've got that. And I would even admit I'm this way sometimes. I've got that little bit of anger right underneath the surface. And sometimes, you know, we, we encounter leaders who are angry with their people. We encounter people who are angry with just the world, the situation, maybe, you know, one political, what, you know, bent or another. And so we've got a ton of leaders who are just angry. And so let's talk about that, Joel. How do, how in the world do you lead when you're angry, especially when you're angry at the people you're leading? Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anger, you know, anger is an interesting emotion because it gives you a feeling of control. And uh, so kind of the the message I I share pretty much ad nauseum everywhere I go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that anger is always a result of feeling fear, feeling a threat to something you value. So when you get angry at something happening to you, it's because of something happening inside of you. And what you're feeling is a threat to one of three things. You're either feeling a threat to your sense of security. That would be maybe your financial security, emotional security, maybe physical security. A threat to your sense of connection, which would be your feelings of value, feeling like you're heard, seen, accepted, or a feeling of control. And uh, that what what's interesting is we found that people in the connection corner they don't like to call it angry, or anger. So right out the gate, let's talk to you. Say, well, I don't get angry. I, a lot of people tell me I don't get angry. Right? Okay. So the word then for you will be frustrated. 
(laughs) I don't get angry, but I do get frustrated from time to time. Okay. So if you're a pastor and a lot of pastors are in that connection corner, that's why they got into pastoring that they want to disciple people. And so when you feel anger, it's because you feel fear, a threat to those three things, give you the biblical basis for this in the garden of Eden. We had all that security connection, total empowerment control could the, the exchange word for control could be empowerment. God said, you got the run of the place. And of course, don't do one thing. Did the one thing. Sin enters. The first thing they feel is fear because they're separated from the perfect source of that love, security, connection, control. So what happens is nowadays, uh, when we get angry, it's because we're looking for security, connection, control from somewhere other than the only place we're going to get it, which is God's love. If you're looking for your congregation to affirm your amazing messages and they're not doing it, uh, you're going to get angry, maybe frustrated. Um, if you're looking for your spouse to give you something they can't give you, you're going to get angry and frustrated. And I meet a lot of pastors who are angry with their spouses. They say, they're not supporting me the way they should. And then the spouse is saying, he puts too much time in at the church and forgets about his first ministry. So you got all sorts of ways that anger can sneak in. And here's the really tricky part for pastors. Because of the nature of what we do, it's really easy to think your anger is righteous anger. Oh, mm, this is righteous yeah. anger. This is the the righteousness of the Lord burning within me. <laughs> Spiritualize it. You know, Jesus, he tipped over tables in that, and I'm about to do that in the foyer, right? <laughs> but uh, it's really easy to start thinking, oh, this is righteous anger, when really what it is is you're feeling some fear below the surface that's threatening. And, and here's the reality. The last 12 months have threatened all of that for us. Security, we don't know, you know who's safe, what's safe, uh, connection, we can't even meet in real life person in person and then control you know there's all sorts of government controls coming down and if you're a control person like me i'm control guy right i'm like how dare the government tell me what to do so it's all culminated here in this last year and so there's a lot of anger flying through churches right now yeah and we we don't have uh, as far as i know we don't have people who have been exposed to excessive amounts of gamma radiation and they turn green and smash things you know when they turn anger so yeah uh but pastors and church leaders they they can like you said either be quote unquote frustrated or just angry you know let's call it what it is what are some things, Joel, that you see that might be uh, red flags or triggers or evidence that maybe there's unhealthy anger in the way that you're leading in the local church? Well, okay. So I'll never forget a, a meeting with probably the most unself-aware man I've ever met. Unfortunately, he was a pastor. And uh, I did my talk. And afterwards, he came up to me. He's like, you know, I, I don't know about all that psychology I just believe the Lord and I trust in him and he does the work through me. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I just, you're, I'm sure you're a great guy, but I don't know about all that. I just trust the Bible. Well, the day goes on and I hear him talking about how his wife has told him that if he doesn't come back from this retreat, a changed man, she's going to leave him. And I'm like, there's your sign, buddy. How's the lack of self-awareness working out for you? If people around you are feeling angry, <laughs> You might be the cause of it. Um, and your own anger that you've suppressed and ignored, things you've been ignoring. One of the things I talk about in Love Slows Down is, and, and when I first wrote this, a bunch of people that read it were like, I don't see the connection between this. Is the, re- the connection between taking responsibility or abdicating responsibility and anger? 
And what I talk about in the book, and I finally had to really clarify it because they didn't understand, but what happens is when you're given responsibility for something and you don't step up and take it, it creates uncertainty and fear and eventually anger in those around them. So what I've seen in pastors is this. I've seen a pastor get really excited. They're, they're kind of bored with their church. They're frustrated with the church. Then they get really excited about maybe missions or something. They end up going on seven, 10 mission trips a year. Meanwhile, the staff's at home trying to figure out what's going on. The strongest staff member steps up and everybody does, they're like, trying, the strongest staff member is just trying to keep the staff together while the pastor's out doing his noble mission work or whatever it may be. But the pastor abdicates his primary responsibility to the church and the church staff is angry and in chaos. Mm-hmm. Another example of this is at home. The wife is very angry with her spouse, and you say, we shouldn't be angry, um, but the pastor, what's happened, has abdicated responsibility, and he's ignoring it. So what happens is a lot of times is our own abdication of responsibility creates anger in those around us. You guys are smiling a lot. What's going on? Oh, we, this is a regular occurrence. We text, you know, as you're talking. and you know. No, and, and we're sitting here thinking, red flag, red flag, red flag. So. Yeah. And so what happens is when you see anger around you, there's a good chance there might be anger inside of you that you're ignoring. And if it's not anger, it's good chance it's anxiety or fear. And, and the anxiety, here's another story, anxiety and fear. I've seen this just down this, just a church, just down the road from me. I'm watching all this unfold. I'm like, the pastor has some health problems. Okay. So understandably, he's super cautious about COVID. He shuts the church down. They're like, we can't keep the church shut down. So the elder board says, we've got to open. So they start live streaming. And he said, well, but live streaming isn't the real thing. We're going to open up the church, but everybody has to wear a mask. Well, some of the elders are like, we don't want to wear a mask. Can we have people over to our house that don't want to wear a mask and we'll watch the live stream? So he's like, pastor's like, okay. So all the people that want to wear a mask show up at church. Nobody's there. But all these people start showing up at the elder's house. He's got a big house to watch the, the sermon. Well, the pastor finds out more people are showing up at the elder's house than at the actual building. So he's furious. He calls in the, the, the elder and accuses him in front of all of the others, elders of starting a church split. And they're like, we're watching your message. <laughs> but the guy's just furious. And he's like, this is, this is calls for church discipline. Of course, there's that. I'm, I'm the righteous anger. This calls for church discipline upon you. And we need to rebuke him and, discipline him and and the poor guy's just trying to have church <laughs> and keep people together this is the chaos that ensues when we ignore our own anger and of course we project it out on others That's and right. it's, it's 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 his fault he's trying to start a church split the best thing for our church is to all wear masks well maybe the best thing is to have some sort of a hybrid and he was trying to make the best of what you your authoritative command from down high. Anyway, I got stories like that galore. How but- dare you try to gather people for worship, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's the funny thing is it's like you're charting a church split, but we're watching your message. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's crazy. Listen, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, our church is not there, obviously, and, and, and I can relate in some ways to some of these things because, I, as I said earlier, I mean, I have observed that, that kind of boiling anger. I won't even call it frustration, just anger beneath the surface. And, you know, it's kind of weird. Annie and I have talked about this, you know, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, last January, February, March, April, May, June, all that, you know, I was energized because, you know, that's kind of my personality. I'm a pioneer. I'm a starter. I, you know, and so I was like, oh man, let's do this creatively. Let's do it differently. Let's, you know, let's do it right. And so I loved it. And so once we got back to in-person worship, 
um, pretty consistently. Uh, I hit a little lull and then kind of started, okay, let's, let's innovate a little bit more. Let's, you know, do online and on campus because there's not a lot of people still not with us and, you know, this kind of thing. And I'll be honest with you, after this last wave in, and I got COVID myself, okay, so that's part of it, I'm sure. But the, after this last wave in December, uh, and then on into the early 2021, I have sensed anger. And, and I'm a control person, okay, so I'll readily admit that. I'm a control person, and it's a lack of control. And after a whole year of not having any control over anything, which we never do anyway, control is an illusion. But I, I finally realized, okay, uh, this is this is getting to me a little bit. So for people like me or, or others, even the, even the extreme cases that we mentioned, Joel, how do we deal with that? I mean, how do we? Okay, it's it's a fear. We recognize, you know, what's being threatened. What do we do? How do we how do we resolve that? Yeah, well, uh, as as GI Joe used to say, knowing is half the battle. <laughs> that's that's what he so, said. So. <laughs> um, the, the fact that you recognize it first, uh, and one of the most important things, the hardest things I get to be, I can get people to, that, that when I'm working with people is get them to acknowledge I'm angry, right? Once you acknowledge the anger, the answer is Jesus, right? mm. of course. How does that play out? Uh, the, the answer really is, remember, if you remember it, the root of anger is fear. And fear is a very strong emotion. And there's only one thing stronger than fear. And that's perfect love drives out fear which means perfect love drives out anger. The thing you always have to come back to is when anger shows up, and this is where anger is this weird gift. When anger shows up, you have to say, what do I feel is being threatened? And where am I seeking this that I'm never going to get it? And then redirect your attention and say, oh, there's another area I have not surrendered my life to Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to lay my, that on the altar and sacrifice it again, take up my cross and follow, follow Jesus in this area. So when you're getting frustrated with your people, for example, oh, Lord, I started to think they're mine again. Giving these sheep back to you. They're your people. You're frustrated with your kids. Acknowledge, you know, what's going on inside of you. You're frustrated with them. And maybe you need to, again, it comes back. Maybe you need to take responsibility in an area that you haven't been taking responsibility. You've been ignoring some behaviors and you're letting it go. And now it's getting out of control. You go back, but it's always, it should always, anger is this crazy road sign that should always point you back to what are you not surrendering to the Lord and then surrender it post haste because the sooner you surrender it, the quicker the anger will subside. And, and it's a perpetual battle because in different seasons, there's different things that rise up to threaten it and it shows up and you all of a sudden realize, oh, this has been threatening my control or my connection. And you didn't even realize it because it showed up in a different format. Um, so it's this perpetual unfolding of surrender that's what our, the sanctifying walk is sanctification walk is is constantly bringing our mind into conformity our soul our, our emotions our thoughts into conformity to who, what god says and that's that basically in essence you're well i mean the bottom line is you're never going to get all those things met from anywhere apart from his love which is so ethereal but it's also so practical so what you're saying is simply this. Uh, it's awareness of the gospel and what Jesus has done for you and uh, healthy emotional awareness. Those things go hand in hand. Uh, I, I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, on the inside, I'm, I'm jumping up and down saying, amen, amen, amen. And also, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me. You know, uh, we always need more of the gospel, no matter how far along we are in our walk with Christ or, or 
or even leading in the local church. And also we can never come to a place where we are completely aware of who we are. We're always growing in our own self-awareness. So those two things. And then right now, the disruption of our normal lives, like you're talking about those three basic things that our needs for all of us have been just completely turned upside down. Who's to say that a sovereign God who cares greatly for us has not caused a disruption in our normal patterns so that we are more aware of not just who we are, but of the gospel. Uh, that's, that's what we all need. So yeah. what are some resources, Joel, that maybe you would recommend for people to, uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod here, uh, uh, for people to think through, I mean, not just your resources, obviously you've got some great resources there, but what are some resources maybe that you can point us to that would help us in our EQ, our emotional awareness, but also, uh, we know the Bible is the ultimate resource yeah. that we all need to go to, <clears throat> um, along with the Bible. What are some things that you might recommend that would help us in our emotional awareness, especially now kind of not just coping with where we are, but even as leaders helping us grow and, and learn how to better serve. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's books which we'll talk about in a minute, but I think one of the key things um, you get to a point where you're all booked out and knowledge, knowledge puffs, what is that when King James knowledge puffeth up Mm -hmm. Um, knowledge tends to puff you up if you're not applying it. And it just makes you fat and obese with knowledge, which is a lot of the problem we have in the world today. We can Google anything but we have no wisdom, right? So what you want is more than knowledge. You want wisdom and wisdom is knowing how to apply it. And so I would, I would say for me, one of the key things that is really, I, I know I ha- when I haven't done this, I can tell it in my, it, it, I see my responses getting off and that's meditation on scripture. Hmm. Um, and meditation is, is one of these, growing up when I heard meditation, the big word was new age. Well, that's new age. Well, no, hold up. Meditation is right out of the Bible. Right. Psalm one, blessed is the man who walks not in the counseling and godly, nor stands in the way of sitting and sitting and see his scoffer. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and then he on it he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of water. So, and it says the wicked are not so; they're like the chaff that the wind blows away. So, when you meditate on Scripture, and this is what I've found for me is, and, and it's interesting. There's this Hesychastic tradition, which is a, an, an Orthodox uh, Orthodox Church. Uh, from the East tradition and hesychastic tradition is this idea of praying the same thing over and over again. One of the things is the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And uh, that stuff is throughout the ages, some very challenging times. People have used that to, to center themselves in Christ. And I think it still applies today. Um, we don't have barbarians, hopefully not yet. I mean, it is 2021, 2020, <laughs> but uh we don't have barbarians knocking at the door, threatening to come and pillage and destroy our country right now. But um, I mean, these people live some, some really hard external threats to their life. And one of the things I think is so important is, is getting small Bible verses and just chewing on them. Um, and that's the meditation. There's, it's about ruminating. And, you know, you can ruminate. That's the cool thing about meditation is it's the same process as worrying. But worrying is focusing on all the wrong that can go that could happen. And meditation is focusing on all the right and the truth and what is lovely and true and honest and think on these things, um, as Paul says. So I think meditating on scripture and, and you don't have to memorize long passages, just simple things like you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Um, verses like that. 
And when you come to a place where you're feeling the anxiety rising up, you're feeling the anger rising up, get, get into a quiet place, step away. You got to step away when you get angry. Cause what happens when you get angry psychologically or physically is your, your mental activity shifts from the prefrontal cortex. That's the rational part of your brain to the cortex, which is the kind of more fight or flight type. And you're not thinking clearly, clearly, uh, it's an adverb. You're not thinking clearly. So you've got to get away and then you've got to re filter your thoughts through that, the path that through the scripture there. So meditation is, I think one of the biggest keys there's a whole chapter on the book and uh, in the book on meditation um, and spiritual meditation, obviously. So that's what I would say. Also, just get to know more of how you, one of the things to talk about in love slows down in this book right here is the, there's a framework for like when you're feeling a certain way, what is it? The, the primary emotions you're feeling is the best way to look at it. So there's a little chart in here um, where say, well, what are you feeling right now before you got angry? Well, I'm feeling abandoned by the staff. Okay. I'm feeling abandoned by the elders. Well, that's a good chance. That's a security based threat. So maybe you need to surrender more of your security to the Lord. I'm feeling invalidated, right? I really feel like it's important to make these decisions for our church based on this, but but nobody's paying any attention to what I'm saying. Maybe you're on, on staff at a church and you feel like the senior leadership is not validating you. That may be a connection thing. Um, I've, you know, I feel helpless. I feel powerless. That, that might be a control thing. You've got to look at those primary emotions and, and then recognize, oh, here's what's being threatened and then surrender that to the Lord. And if you need to take action, you may need to take action, right? Um, sometimes we're sitting on stuff saying, Lord, fight my battle. And he's like, no, you get down there and do what you're supposed to do. Uh, and sometimes you need to speak up. And that's where you have to pray for the spirit to guide you. Because sometimes we're, we're saying, Lord, just fight my battles for me. And he's like, brother, I've already fought that battle for you. Now you need to stand on what's been given to you and the authority you've been given. Mm. Uh, it's tricky. Walking by the spirit, it's, it's never easy. Uh, it takes insight. Um, there's no, I always tell people there's no formula. There's only revelation of the truth. Uh, you want a formula, read this book. This is how you're an expert or professional. This is how you get to where I am. Nope. That was that guy's journey. What you need is revelation of the truth. And if you're looking for a formula, you're going to get frustrated and angry. What you need is ongoing revelation of, of the truth, the Holy spirit guiding you in all truth. So that's some resources. I would recommend the book. There's a U version, uh, a series of U version devotionals as well. And those have gotten a ton of downloads. It's been mind blowing to me. There's one called calming anger. Um, on the Bible app, the reading plan, calming anger. There's another one called uh, facing off with fear and anxiety. And then there's another one actually called love slows down. So those are a great way to dip your toe in. Awesome. I mean, you just, you, you had a mic drop moment just a second ago when you said there's no formula. Um, there's truth that the Holy Spirit illuminates and reveals to you. That, that's, that's powerful, that's man. For my next, that's for my next book. Uh, okay. So that's what I was about to, uh, it's a good segue. Okay. So love slows down. Go grab it, right? You also have a book, uh, Fully You, that, that was before. Yeah, Love yeah. Down. That's another great book. In fact, that kind of got me started on this journey of realizing, you know, uh, things that threaten me. And then and then Love Slows Down. And then you've got a book coming out this spring, right? Uh, well, I have one that just came out. It's my first go at fiction. This is an Andy Andrews-style book. It's about a guy that he, he loses his marriage and his home and his job in covid and uh, so on a whim, he, he flies down to South America to go visit Machu Picchu before he starts his life over. And he runs into this crazy Norwegian guide who says, uh, you don't need to be taking the train to Machu Picchu, hike there with me. So he ends up on this hike. He's never hiked a day in his life. And he ends up learning all these things about himself on the hike to Machu Picchu. So that's what this book's about, Guided by Thunder. Guided by Thunder. Yeah. 
right. then I'm working on uh, this is the outline for my next book right here. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm mapping it out. Uh, I originally had it like this, but my wife walked in and she's like, if I didn't know you, I think you're getting into some weird stuff. <laughs> so those of you listening and not watching it's like a big swirl that's pretty cool it's a big swirl yeah it's like a, she's like that looks like like some sort of somebody like hyped up on some sort of a drug trip so this that's is a little more <laughs> okay that that map that you just showed me intrigues me we're gonna have to have a conversation later about that that's here's cool. what it's about psalm 23 the verse says Ooh. he leads me in paths of righteousness that hebrew word is actually circles of righteousness Oh, I like it. And when, how is that, tend- when is that book coming out? Uh, well, hopefully by end of it's probably going to be actually it's probably going to be spring of 2022. The way okay. publishing right. process works, but yeah. Okay. All um, right, and then podcast. How do yeah. how do people find your pl- podcast? Yeah, it's called the Malm M A L M podcast. It's uh, me talking to Dad about stuff I learned from him growing up. I'm a pastor's kid, and so we talk about all sorts of stuff. We get into theology and other stuff too. So it's, it's so much fun listening to it, by the way. So yeah, we'll, uh, we will make sure and include links to, uh, to your stuff in our show notes. So anybody who's listening, you can just uh, look at the episode webpage or uh, whatever platform you're listening to. You can find that on there, or, uh, we encourage you to even go to YouTube and watch this and we'll, we'll include some links to stuff there. That's right. But, but we can, we cannot thank you enough, not only for being on the podcast today, Joel, but for, your friendship. I mean, it's been a couple of years now since we've, we've actually uh, kind of got to know each other and over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, you've, you've kind of hung in there and, and st- stuck with us and, and still uh, not blocked our phone numbers or anything like that. So that, <laughs> that's uh, but just we, don't make me angry. I'm just, that's right. <laughs> we have, we appreciate you, man. And you know, what we're, talking about in this episode today i almost feel like uh click on the paypal link and you can uh, submit a, a payment to joel for for the uh, <laughs> the clinical help that he's giving you here today right. and spiritual guidance but it's been it's been worth a ton having you on the podcast these these three episodes now but especially today and where we are right now there's so much we're dealing with frustration and worry and anxiety but especially anger and you know uh, we have God's word, we have God's spirit, and we actually have each other. I know you're a big proponent of going through life together with other people. So we're, we're thankful for that aspect of, of you being on here and helping us. Well, it's been great being with you guys. And one last encouragement to pastors. Listen, if you are feeling the anger, just acknowledge it. It's not a sin to acknowledge your anger. It's actually the path to getting on the right track and say, I got off, I'm off track. I'm angry at my staff. I'm angry at my, my congregation. Uh, I'm angry at my spouse. <laughs> like you may be angry at yourself. Just acknowledge it and 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 recognize. It. I, mean, I mean, humility is the key to so much. And just what if I'm wrong? As, I ask myself that all the time. What if I'm wrong? And it's hard, you know. You say, "Well, I can't lead authoritatively if I'm always thinking I'm wrong." No, but you're not called to lead authoritatively. You're called to be led by the Spirit, right? So you you're going to have a lot more clarity if you say what if i'm wrong because you're you're open and that opens up that door of humility opens up to so much self-realization so just humble yourself man it'll be good for your church and ultimately it'll be really good for you and and you'll be glad you did and that's a great way to close this out that was awesome and uh again thank you joel and i know those watching and those listening have been encouraged and equipped to lead in their local context and uh, we'll see you next time Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. 
Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.